every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Kyle, I am really excited for this topic today, this well-organized show template that we have put together. Welcome. Yeah, we're just going to talk ball today. That's it. No formal structure. Just a couple of guys being dudes on the podcast talking about football. Well, we're sitting here for 10 minutes on the pre-show just talking about all the random football things on our mind. And it's like, like, why well. don't we just put push record? <laughs> God, to be a fly on the wall for some of these conversations. And some of, some of those flies we might have to swap before they leave the room, you know? So, all right. Save, save the bad takes. You know, can't let the bad takes get out. Here's what's on my mind to start this. Okay. Okay. I'm doing Charlotte radio at 9 a.m. Why? And Why? Yeah. Because they asked me to do it. Oh, right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's magic. Um, We're talking 2021 quarterback prospects. And, you know, I was just kind of familiarizing myself in advance of this segment and checking out Trey Lance, his quarterback from North Dakota State. Yes. I'm in. So wait, wait, this guy, right? 68% completion percentage, 2,786 yards, 28 touchdowns, no interceptions. That's really good. Rushing yards, but that's where 1100 rushing yards, 14 rushing touchdowns. This guy, how many picks he throw the offense? Zero, zero. He was sacked 12 times. Now you watch, a lot of Trey Lance, or did you just watch a little bit of Trey Lance? I watched just a little bit. I forget which game it was, but he probably had two picks dropped in that one game. Oh. So the stats will lie to you a little bit. That's right? just like a no-hitter, Kyle. There's always going to be one play in that. Well, of course. Game. you got to have that one defensive play that if that didn't happen, you know, hitter doesn't happen. Of course. But... um He's good, man. He's really tradesy. And he was a, a redshirt freshman last year. 6'3, 221, man. DJ has him as his number one quarterback. Yes, I saw that. Daniel Jeremiah. Um, man, we've both done extensive work I, I, on uh, Lawrence and Fields. And um, man, that seems that seems crazy. But to just think that we we have three guys in that conversation, man. 
good year to need a quarterback next year. Well, and I then mean, I they watched, don't have to come out. So, but man, I watched Tanner Morgan last night too. I don't even know your takes on Tanner Morgan. That's supposed to be for yeah. a meeting later. <laughs> He's all right. Okay. Is he? I I have not seen a quarterback throw so many moon balls in my life. Remember uh, Keith Wenning and David Fails. I mean, Wenning might not be a bad bad place to go with that. Because I mean, li- literally, they they went RPO and everything was vertical. Everything was really? vertical. That's a different iteration. It dropped bombs, but it's like <laughs> nothing was on a line. <laughs> Every, everything was just like a rainbow as far as the trajectory on the ball. Does he have zip, and, or is it just how he throws the ball? Uh, it's it's kind of just how he throws the ball. He can. He can get a little bit of torque if he's like throwing in timing with like hitches and stuff like that. And he's got good anticipation. Uh, so he'll he'll throw to spots and let guys work in the spots. But every when I say everything was high, Joe, <laughs> every throw was above the rim. Every throw. And he's got Bateman and Tyler Johnson these two college studs and they have to elevate on everything in the middle of the field to catch it. So it's like, I think he's got a really good mind. I think he's an average tools guy, but I struggled with how much of this was two guys that could win at the catch point in Bateman and Tyler Johnson versus you know, if you put him on a roster with less dynamic receivers, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little stuck. Well, I mean, he doesn't have Tyler Johnson now, so right, it's gonna be Bateman's gonna feast. And they had another guy uh, who flashed at me. I didn't look up his bio stuff, but you know, they they might have another dynamic guy here too. You want to give us a tease on that tackle? Uh, he's big. <laughs> What's his name? How do you say it? Falele? 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 Patrick is his first name? Uh, uh, four star, dude. So he's a four star, but his name he's is... A... Daniel Falele. Daniel, okay. Offensive tackle, right tackle, listed at 6'9", 400 pounds. <laughs> that seems unnecessarily large. He's He's a mountain. And he's not super stiff either. So I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, I don't know if you saw the Steve Palazzolo from pro football focus. Are you going to tell me about his video yesterday that said that the dolphins have the best. I want, I wanted your opinion on who, who you think that team is. Cause Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think he's wrong. Yeah. So let me look at the standings. So I could, I can tell you the last place teams. If you want to know, I I got This is something I have to visualize. All right. So I'm going to skip the AFC. So we have the Bengals not happening. Yep. Jaguars, man, they'd have to catch lightning in a bottle in a big way with Minshew. I'm out on that. The chargers. No, the chiefs are still catching the chiefs, Washington. I don't even, I think Washington's a team that's being honest with themselves. And I'm not sure the expectations are very high this year. And I think that that's perfectly fine. The lions, Maybe because that division is so, I think it's so open, but I don't have much faith in Detroit. I mean, Stafford though, man, like 
we know that Stafford's capable of being the best quarterback in that division, you know, and that really changes things. Like, just think about that. Stafford plus a better running game, and let's say Matt Patricia gets that that defense figured out. That could be dangerous. I mean, he he didn't even have to get it figured out. He's just got to get it to not be <laughs> 31. a disaster. Right. Just be reasonable. Just be average at defense, Matty P. Uh, Carolina Panthers, sorry. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so I have this down to the Cardinals in Lions, I think most likely. And then we have the Dolphins. Here's why I believe the Dolphins can do it. Their team's astronomically better, and we saw Brian Flores coach this team to five wins over their last nine games with you know a lot of fringe fringe rosterable talent in the NFL. Uh, Fitz is the best coming off. He was the best quarterback in the division last year, and so he is going into this year. Um, obviously, we'd love to see younger players like Stidham, Darnold, and, and Allen claim that, and, and Tua eventually, but right now it's, it's Fitz's division, as weird as that sounds. I mean, you've got so much upgraded personnel on the offensive line and defensively. Like, I can see it, and and we've debated, you and I, like, the only thing standing in the way of this Dolphins team, in my view, is is just time on task and the, the turnover and the with the coordinators and so many new pieces. Um, but I mean, if it comes together, it's not, it's not like from a talent perspective, they don't have the stuff and it's not like they don't have good coaches. It just has to come together. And I'm a little bit hesitant that it does given the dynamics of this off season, but from, yeah, I mean, I think the ingredients are there they're not one that I go to, like I did with the Bengals or chargers or Redskins and say, yep, nope, not happening. I think they're reasonably in this conversation. So the reason why I think. Miami might be most likely is just because if you asked me which division is most likely to have a division winner that won nine games this year, I think it's the East. Yeah, it's fair. Be- because, you know, if Buffalo has a Josh Allen plateau in year three, mm-hmm. I think Buffalo top to bottom is the best roster in the division. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem saying that, but, but if Josh Allen plateaus, yeah, they're playing a first place schedule, right? Like it's or a second place schedule. So they've got uh, the Steelers and the Titans. Yep. And they go to Tennessee. So New England, obviously, I, they're going to have to play ugly. And I think playing ugly opens the door for more bounces of the ball out of their favor, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. Because you're you're going to play much more close games instead of having a plus one ninety five point differential last year, which is what the Patriots had. Because the defense was really good in the first half of the year, but even still, like <laughs> this team, you, you look down the stretch, they gave up twenty eight points to Houston, they gave up twenty three to Kansas City, which is a good job against Kansas City, but they couldn't score on them. They gave up twenty seven to Miami, and then they gave up thirty seven to Baltimore. So, like, teams can get after New England a little bit, and they lost all these pieces. So I think about would the NFC West be likely, is is Arizona going to win double-digit games? I'd be really surprised. And I don't think between the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers, you're going to have teams that don't have at least one double-digit winner. So that eliminated them for me. And, and then I think Green Bay, a regression, yes, but nine wins? Because I don't feel comfortable putting Detroit at 10 wins. No. When's the last time Detroit won 10 games? First year of Jim Caldwell, probably. 
Yeah, honestly. Oh, so I, I, I uh, simultaneously believe that Miami will finish last in the AFC East, but also has the best chance the of best going chance. from worst to first. It is peak June <laughs> football discussion. Uh, Kyle, we have a lot more to get to today. But first, let me tell you about rockauto.com. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as as it is for do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Check out rockauto.com. So Kyle, when you're uh, looking for some new parts for that that shiny red Mustang of yours, uh, yes, RockAuto.com, brother. It's my stop. Hey, by the way, yeah, completely unrelated to Rock Auto. Oh, did you happen to see Kean Fahey's quarterback rankings for 2020? I was going to sleep <laughs> that night, and it was the last thing I clicked on. And then you lost all your sleep last night, wondering what in the hell, what in the hell I just read. Listen, you say that, but now that I have a Fitbit, I'm a new owner of a Fitbit. Uh, I have had it for three days. I had the highest sleep score uh, in my history, 86 last night. Wow. So 76 to 84 to 86 the last three nights. I mean, I'm I didn't even better. have a, I don't even get a sleep score. You must have got one of the new fancy ones. I don't know. My my mother-in-law got it for me for my birthday. And yeah, that's uh, very nice. now I'm obsessed with knowing my... I wake up and I'm like, oh, man, how'd I do? <laughs> so stupid. Uh, but yeah, that was the last thing I did before I went to sleep. And uh, I think we're about to have a conversation about it. Yeah, I guess. So uh, how do we want to... Do we well, want to... First thing, can you link me? Do you have Do you have the link? I do. I do. I do. Um, just make sure you don't... Ex- there, there's some like privacy thing at the front don't accept it okay is this coming in zencaster or dm uh, i send it in twitter dm that's where you always like to send it don't you um is he in, is he still on twitter uh it's linked here in his oh i'm blocked i don't know uh, yeah he's okay he's still on twitter he is are you blocked no if you're not familiar with kian how would you describe Kean? Kean is he a man likes of conviction. A man of he conviction. Likes, he likes quarterbacks, right? Yeah. So he enjoys quarterback conversation and charting quarterbacks, and and he's been very combative. Like if you thought my scrappy Twitter days were bad, it was nothing in comparison to what Kean's track record is. Uh, and he is notorious for blocking anybody who says anything of skepticism or criticism or like if it's a sarcastic question or if you tease him for a te- no, you're blocked, period. 
So I think he's got 102,000 tweets. I think he's probably got 102,000 people blocked, one for each tweet. <laughs> Uh, I feel blessed to not be blocked probably because I just, I just move on with my life when I disagree with things. Well, you are probably going to get blocked after he hears this segment. Okay. (laughs) I'll tell you what will not affect my sleep score. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the, here's the list. I want to give everybody the full list. This is his top 32 quarterbacks ranked entering 2020. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, little surprising, but like, okay, I'm with you. Aaron Rodgers, three. Dak Prescott, four. Russell Wilson, five. Ryan Tannehill, six. Deshaun Watson, seven. Matt Ryan, eight. Kyler Murray, nine. Drew Brees, 10. Teddy Bridgewater, 11. Jared Goff, 12. Drew Locke, 13. Carson Wentz, 14. Jimmy Garoppolo, 15. Derek Carr, 16. Tom Brady, 17. Kirk Cousins, 18, Joe Burrow, 19, Matthew Stafford, 20, Mitchell Trubisky, 21, Philip Rivers, 22, Ben Roethlisberger, 23, Daniel Jones, 24, Josh Allen, 25, Sam Darnold, 26, Gardner Minshew, 27, Baker Mayfield, 28, Dwayne Haskins, 29, Jared Stidham, 30, Tua Tungavailoa, 31, Justin Herbert, 32. So he has Joe Burrow at 19, and this is what he said. Being a good rookie quarterback is very difficult. None of last year's were very, were good. Each of them showed promise. Kyler Murray showed great promise, but none were good players last year. It's more important for Burrow to show promise for the future than be good as a rookie. If he can do both, he'll join the minority of first-year starters. Place him at 19. So a bunch of analysis that was not about Joe Burrow. Um, and then he puts Tua blocked. At, You're 30, blocked. at 31. You've blocked. And he says, rookie quarterbacks typically aren't good. A rookie quarterback coming off major hip surgery without a full offseason and all and with all the pressure of a franchise expectations isn't likely to buck that trend. And Justin Herbert at 32. So why did you put Burrow at, Burrow at 19? Ahead of Matt Stafford, Phillip Rivers, Ben, ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield? I mean, you can put Josh Allen in there. It's okay. Sam Darnold? What? I mean, I don't understand that rationale. Rookie quarterbacks aren't good. It would be very difficult for them to be good. They're all bad. But Joe Burrow, number 19. Okay, so he said they were all bad. And then he put 2019 rookie Drew Locke at 13. Wait, where did he put Kyler at? Nine? Nine. Okay, so he doesn't think any quarterbacks are good. That's a, that's that's simply it, right? He has Kyler right. Murray above Drew Brees and said he wasn't very good. I don't like have unless time he's for this. unless <laughs> unless he's projecting him forward. This is the content I just move away from, brother. But if you're projecting him forward, like Aaron Rodgers at three, Aaron Rodgers has been steadily regressing in right. many measures of quarterback play. Uh, wait, stop right there. I heard a stat yesterday on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers last year had the most co- games quarterbacked with a QBR of under 50 in the NFL, except for Mitch Trubisky. Aaron Rodgers. Right on, man. That's why you're starting to see the uh, the transition. That's why they drafted A.J. Dillon, right? Because it's going to be, you know, as they segue away from Rodgers over the next few years, they want to have a more well-balanced team that would then allow Jordan Love to thrive. 
Oh, I have an AJ Dillon take. Take is it time for that? Or are we still <laughs> are we still on this? Well, I think there's there's so much. I know there's so much to talk about here, but you- we've got Tannehill ahead of Deshaun Watson. I I, I don't know what to we say. Have, I, Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers in front of Russell Wilson. I'm like, I like Dak. Did you see Ben's uh, Ben Solak's uh, bleeding green article on Dak versus Carson? I only read Ben Solak's Draft Network articles ex- okay. exclusively. Yeah, he he spoke at length and compared the two, and he said <laughs> Carson's much more high variance, and Dak is more consistent. Uh, maybe a little less dynamic as a passer, but Carson's become more conservative ever since his injury, so on and so forth. Um, who would you rather have? Let me ask you that. Dak or Carson? <laughs> Trying to detach your, your prior thoughts on Carson from his would have been potential MVP season. The, in the only reason I would pick Dak is because of the injuries with Carson. Okay. I love Carson Wentz, man. And I think I'd probably take Dak at this point. I don't think there's a super wrong answer on that. Right. And that was kind of the consensus that <clears throat> Ben came to. He's like, well, if you like this, you're probably going to like Dak more. And if you like this, you're probably going <laughs> to like Carson more. I think, but, I, mean, has, I, I think Cian has Derek Carr at number 16 only because of Marcus Mariota, who I know that he loves. And so if someone's going to keep Marcus Mariota on the bench, it must be a really good quarterback. Right. Did I go? I almost went Jaguars fan there. Did you Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Take it to the limit. Take it to the limit. <laughs> How about Teddy Bridgewater at 11? In Carolina. I know. I can't believe I criticized the signing. They got a top 11 quarterback in the NFL. Good for them. And I criticized the signing only because I didn't think he was bad enough for them to get a top, you know, top number one overall pick. Right. But he's not 11. According to Cian, he's better than (laughs) Wentz and Goff and Garoppolo and Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. So we say all this to say this list is a hot mess and you shouldn't care about it. What should we care about, though, Kyle? Built Bar, yes. baby. So as listeners to the programming, we've told you before and we will tell you again, Built Bar is the greatest protein bar to grace the face of the planet. These things eat like candy bars. They have a slew of delicious flavors. They've got as much protein as a typical protein bar, but one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of a typical protein bar. I'm actually due, Joe, for my next order. Do you have any recommendations for me? Is to get the order in because right now almost everything on the website is 50% off and 100% oh, of the profits are given to charity. So you should definitely God. get an order in. As if it wasn't already enough of a no-brainer. Yeah. Go to BuiltBar.com. Get yourself a box of the greatest protein bars in the history of the planet. Use promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your first order. And then please tweet us. We got a, we, we had a wave after wave of, my Built Bars are coming in. People in the TDM Premium is like, my, 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 my Built Bars are getting delivered today. And then they're like, we get like, we had a reaction video, right? 
Yeah, reaction video. We've had all kinds of terrific feedback, so we love hearing from you guys enjoying this product. So please, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself $10 off your first box. As Joe said, 50% off almost everything on the site right now, and there is charitable donations being made on behalf of those purchases. So this is a no-brainer. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Make sure you let us know what you get. What do you got for me, Jill? All right. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get to AJ Dillon here. And I, I didn't mean for this to happen, but as I get into 2021 film work, um, you know, you're still thinking a little bit about guys you just evaled and you, you kind of have a, a different lens on them now that you know what team they play for, where they went in the draft, you know. So you're kind of always I'm always peaking, right? I I can't help myself. So I'm studying Boston College uh last night uh to get familiar with some of their offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm ripping through three games of all 22. I start with a Clemson game. And um, what I'm trying to – what I'm getting to here is that my, I wasn't high on A.J. Dillon. And I want to affirm or double down here. All right, let's go. <laughs> because, man, I just don't think he's a very instinctive runner. Like, I, I guess I, I – Boston College ran a lot more zone than I thought they did. Okay, a ton more zone runs. And and I just don't think he has a very natural feel for anticipating those creases, man. I can't tell you how many times I'm watching a wide zone run, and A.J. Dillon's a ball carrier, and he's going with the flow of the play, and he just stops dead in his tracks when the entire defense is caving that direction. It's not like he feels a cutback opportunity. He just stops his feet and is hoping to, like, slide into a, a gap like that's not how it works brother and like it, it, i've always said with aj Dillon, if you can give him runways and get his 250 pound freight train going right with with his what is he like four or five speed he's tough to deal with man but like if you're gonna ask him to run wide zone and and feel that space and really attack the line of scrimmage with 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 having to make his blocks right and, and and also affecting the second level, like I just don't think he's there, and I just I'm I came away even more more confused by that pick for the Packers uh, than I did when it happened. I am here for the double down. He just doesn't have very natural ability running the football in his own offense. But he's a special athlete for his his stature, and it's the Gus Edwards role, brother. Right. Quick hitting runs, runways created, get his ass up in there. You know, like it, he, I don't know, man. Like I respect having a contingency plan, not wanting to pay Aaron Jones, all that stuff, but I'm just not sure this is. Well, I don't, I don't think, do I don't think AJ Dillon precludes you from retaining Aaron Jones. Took him in the second round. I understand that, but like he should be replacing the Jamal Williams reps in my opinion. Right. You you uh, it would be compounding that decision to a point that I would be uncomfortable with if you say, "Well, we got AJ, so we're going to let we're going to let Aaron Jones go and let somebody else pay him." Arguably the best thing about Jamal Williams is how good he is in pass protection. I watched AJ Dillon against Clemson get completely Yeah, he got creamed. <sighs> Who was that linebacker that they had that was super tight? Skalski or whatever? Uh, Yes. Dude, I mean, he put him in a blender in a pass rush rep. Caused a strip sack. 
I don't know, man. Uh, apparently, Pro Football Focus has our thing bugged. They just sent out a tweet. Tanner Morgan threw beyond the first down line on 59% of his passes last year. Say that one more time. <laughs> Tanner Morgan threw beyond the first down marker on 59% of his passes in 2019. Is that a lot? That feels like a lot. That's the highest rate among all returning Power 5 quarterbacks. <laughs> okay. All right. I told it, you. I said, they, I said they just dropped bombs. <laughs> It's just haymaker after haymaker going up vertically on on offense. I'd like to know what normal is there because that – I mean, I'm just thinking about watching football in my head and how many throws go beyond the sticks. It's like in totality, like not that – not 59%. Hold on. I think NextGen has some stats on this for Um, NFL. This this is a a risky producer move here that – Filling the time that it takes to – No, I I already got it up. Oh, nicely done. Nicely done. Um – Average intended air yards, average completed, average yards to the sticks. Okay. Stafford or air yards to the sticks. The vast majority of NFL quarterbacks threw at least one yard on average short of the sticks in the air. Give me a quarterback. I'll tell you how many yards to the sticks he threw last year. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins on average threw 1 1.1 yards short of the sticks. Can you sort that in ascending and descending order? Yeah, I've got it. Uh, okay. So tell us who the, like the top 5 and bottom 5 are. The top 5, Matt Stafford, these are beyond the sticks. Beyond the sticks. 1.8 yards beyond the sticks. Okay. That's the most. Aver- 1.8. <laughs> yeah. All right. Average, average, average air yards beyond the sticks. Okay. On average, 1.8 yards beyond the sticks. Jameis so, Winston, two. Can I pause? Yeah. This. So if it's, if it's third and five and you launch a 40-yard go route, that's yep. going to be plus 35 in this equation? Yes. That's so interesting. All right, keep going. Okay, so Stafford and Winston were the only two quarterbacks in the NFL last year to average over one yard beyond the sticks on their pass attempts. Okay. Ryan Tannehill is third, 0.6 yards beyond the sticks. Okay. You know, those prepackaged play action drops. Right, and what's interesting is two of those three had less than 300 attempts last year. We know the style of well. I mean, what Stafford's injured, right? That right. Stafford played eight games, yeah, and he had almost three hundred attempts. Okay, so he would have qualified just fine. But the only quarterback to play a full season and be positive beyond a half a yard was Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston, another fun fact about him: not only did he throw thirty interceptions last year, but in 2018 and 2019 combined, he has the most dropped interceptions at 23. <laughs> 23 <laughs> drop picks. Yeah. He's a giver. All right, keep going here. What's the other? The rest Dak of the Prescott and Russell Wilson are the rest of the top five. Okay, who's bottom five? The most. So this would be effectively, on average, the most conservative quarterbacks in football last year. Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, slow down now. Teddy Bridgewater was dead last. Yep. Negative 3.3 yards to the sticks. Okay. Negative 3.3. Yes. 
on average, average on average his 200 pass attempts were three and a half yards just wow. short of three and a half yards short of the sticks what was breeze at i'd love to know the contrast there uh t- negative two so still pretty pretty low so breeze was actually sixth lowest in the nfl all right okay so you said Derek card Derek card is third worst okay negative 2.3 yards so a full yard closer to the sticks than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know that I have any other good guesses. Those two were the low-hanging fruit. Uh, Marcus Mariota? Ah, uh, yeah, I should have thought of that. Yeah. Negative 2.2 Yeah, on 160 attempts. And what's really interesting is Tannehill was over a half a yard beyond the sticks. Yeah, it was night and day. Joe Flacco. Okay. 262 attempts. He was also negative 2.2 yards to the sticks. Last one. Guy we just gave some praise to. Oh, no. Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's more scheme than anything. Negative 2.5 yards short of the sticks on average on 476 attempts. They get so much yak, though. Who's the next guy? Drew Brees. Wow. Okay. Where's Joshua? Josh Allen? Yeah. Uh, He was seventh, or tied for sixth, I guess, with Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers at 0.1 yards beyond the sticks. Okay. So he was effective. He effectively, on average, threw to the sticks. Yeah, I think a lot of his A dot average depth of targets probably pretty high, and that helps. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily that he's, you know, I don't know that that's, I think that's more a product of that than anything, but right. Yeah. That was fun to know those numbers, man. That was a good, that was a good pull. You were a little worried that I wasn't going to be able to pull that, but no, I didn't know if you'd be able to find it quickly, but you know, you're savvy with the keys, you know, (laughs) my mind's, I got, I got layers. It's like how you got multiple tabs open on your browser. Yeah, I've got tabs open on like actions. You have crazy good recall. I th- I bet you would, you'd be good on the whiteboard. Like if you were like a quarterback or something, or like yeah. if I brought you in and you were a player and I wanted to like go through a rep two years ago, you'd be like, you'd be like, yeah, this is what happened. This is what I saw. Like you just played the game. Yeah, I got a little bit of. What's that about, that? man? I don't have that type of. I don't have that type of bandwidth in my head. <sighs> man, it's it's all the. That. It's all the movie quotes. It forces you to retain information. <laughs> but it's it's not just movie quotes. <laughs> it's like Right, but it's like you got to unlock that that corridor in your brain. I could have written a thousand word scouting report on somebody from 3 years ago and I would have forgotten most of it. But you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I remember everything about this guy." Like, I don't know, we have different recall. It's it's amazing. Different talents. Well, it's a fun way to package I have a better brain than you, Joe. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> there's different kinds of like intelligence and there's different kinds of aptitude and we just aren't aligned and that's okay. It doesn't mean I have a better brain than you. I want your brain. Oh. <laughs> your it's recall is unbelievable, pro- man. It's most one of the, one of the more provocative things that's been said on this podcast. Maybe maybe we forget it ever happened that I said <laughs> That I said that. <laughs> Somebody clip Joe and say he wants my brain, please. Well, as long as they don't know who 
who I was talking about. Be fine. <laughs> you were done here. Not bad, right? 34 minutes. You got radio here in a little bit coming up. So hope you guys enjoyed. Kind of just dumping everything in my recall today on the show. No, we and, don't have uh, enough time for that. <laughs> Joe Googled some stuff and I pulled stuff out of the back end of my brain. That's what we're going to say today was all about. We will be back for another episode of the Draft Dudes podcast before the end of the week is up. So please make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast so that you do not miss it. We greatly appreciate you carving some time out of your day uh, to listen to us talk ball. We hope you enjoyed Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.